You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further, the weekly podcast of Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Andy Lynch, the Connections Pastor here at Kingsway. This is week number two of our Goliath Must Fall series. If you've been following along with us, uh, we're going to go through a five-week series dealing with fear, as we did last week. Rejection was this week. Addiction coming up uh, with Justin White. And then we'll have anger and comfort. All these things must fall. And if you want to get a copy of the book, you can get it at your library through Amazon, all the different resources and ways to read along with us. We have some groups reading along as well. And today we are talking about rejection and how that must fall. Joe Malley, our kids pastor, joining us, as well as student minister Christian Crampton. His focus are high school students, but also a part of middle school as well. Uh, My son enjoys talking Marvel with Christian, so that's always a good conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thanks so much for, for joining us here today. Hey, it's great to be here, Andy. We're excited to talk about this. Awesome. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having us. I gave you guys the choice uh, of these five different topics, and and I think you both said, let's talk about rejection. So, Joe, let's just start with you. Why did this topic uh, gravitate with you as, as we read through the book and took a look at the different things we're talking about? Yeah, you know, as I think about rejection, it comes to mind, um, you know, you start with romance in mind. Uh, and although Emily said no to me for years before we, <laughs> before she dated me and we got married, that's not where my mind went with this. It actually, you know, it went into leadership. Um, and, and I think back to my first job as a pastor and the church I was at and being a 20-year-old kid, uh, working full-time at a church, coming alongside of uh, moms, grandmas, and talking to them about how to engage church kids in a church context and saying like, hey, here's what it could look like. And, and they're, you know, running through that process of, you know, are they going to affirm my leadership? Are they going to reject me? And and we've all heard it before. You know, you run the race, you look forward, you don't look to see who's uh, alongside of you judging you or not. And hopefully you hear them cheering you on and that encourages you, but maybe it doesn't, you know, and, and you just move forward in that and you have that affirmation. And we'll talk about that a little more with some of the points uh, Pastor Giglio makes in his book. So Awesome. How about you, Christian? What, what gravitated with you? Yeah, so this one hit a little close to home. Uh, didn't, didn't love reading the chapter in, <laughs> in a good way, um, I guess. Uh, but no, the fear of rejection has kind of been something I've, like, per, it's more kind of personal for me um, and something that I have dealt with on and off throughout my life. Um, a lot of it kind of stemmed from insecurity and low self-esteem, but it was all kind of with this idea of I didn't want to be rejected by people. I didn't want to be rejected by, you know, anything I said, anything I did, who I was. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, Louis Giglio talks a lot about, uh, a relationship that he had with his dad and, and the thing, uh, just one little thing that his dad said to him that just built rejection in his mind for years and years that, that hit close to home too. So that was kind of why I graduated. Gravitated, that's the word I'm looking for, uh, towards rejection. 
I don't know why I picked that word because it's a really hard word and I don't say it in daily life, but I've said it a lot today. So gravitate, gravitate, gravitate. Uh, <laughs> we look at Saul, you know, the predecessor to David and, and really, I mean, his whole life was about how other people thought about him and he made terrible decisions because of, of how people thought. I mean, I mean, Joe, this is, this is all throughout our culture. We, I, I love the, the one quote that said, how do you like my insecure gram? Because yeah. I mean, social media is all about rejection or affirmation. Yeah, you know, I think uh, Giglio hits it well when he, he has the four points he breaks in the chapter of like, you were created, you were chosen, you were rescued. But his fourth one hit home the most for me when it talks about, you know, we live from acceptance and not for it. And that's the mentality we need to shift into of, you know, we're not doing all of these things to be accepted. We're doing these things out of the acceptance we have. So whether that's the job position you've been hired to do, you were accepted into that already. You get to live in that now. If you are the husband, you get to to be or the wife you get to be you already are that and so you don't need that affirmation you get to be that and you get to live out in that role and you don't need to live for the acceptance of others but you need to live well in that role because of who you are and, and I think that is good and he uses the example in the chapter of, of uh, Matthew and, and talking about Jesus's baptism and that affirmation that comes through that moment and I, I just thought that was a powerful illustration um, and I'm sure we're going to hear about it in the sermon and, and you'll see it in the chapter as well of just Jesus being affirmed um, before he did anything in his ministry by God as a son. And that's what we get as believers too. We get to have that affirmation as sons and daughters of Christ. And, and Jesus, we know, didn't need that. He's perfect. and didn't have these insecurities that we have. But isn't that cool that God gave that to him so that the other people would have that affirmation? Yeah, I, I thought that that was um, awesome. And that's that's something that was really good for me to hear um, just that that God accepted Christ like you you just kind of think he's Christ like of course, of course God right you know, he accepts <laughs> yeah. him like but no he did like he he went out of his way to say I love you you know like you are my son I love you um, and he does that for us as well you know each and every day for all of his creation um, it's just a beautiful reminder Christian how have you been you said this was a hard chapter what types of things has God been doing to help you overcome some of those things you're still overcoming and in the past that you have? Yeah. So, um, like I said, the, the fear of rejection has kind of been something that has, uh, found its way in my life, uh, throughout my life. Um, and it, it, it has impacted how I say things, how I do things. And, um, it even like shows up in my relationship with my wife where um, there'll be times where I will not ask her to do th something or whatever because I'm scared that she's going to say no. And she'll be like, Christian, we've, we've been married for five years. We've been together for 10. Like you would know if I'm going to say no, like <laughs> chill. Um, but it, it's just this, this fear and like thought in my mind that like, if I, if I don't do something, then the people aren't going to, I just, there, there's this want to be accepted yeah. and, um, and that's been really hard and God has worked on it a lot in my life to say, you know what, you are accepted. You are enough, like just as you are. Um, and, uh, when I was in college, I, I went to counseling, uh, for a while. And, um, one of my counselors literally told me that he was like, you know, like you're a pastor, you tell people that people that God accepts them mm. where they are shouldn't you do that for yourself? Wow. Um, I didn't like hearing that. <laughs> he was right. But, um, so yeah, so it's, it's been an on, I'm better. I'm better now. Good, um, good. but it's still something that, that peaks its head every now and again of, 
it, it's just easy to fall back into. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, that was so powerful in the book, you know, um, it, they bring up Romans 6, 9, and it says, we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. And, and how freeing is it? And, and yet how challenging is it to know that if we believe in Christ, we put our trust in him, we know the power of the gospel, we are freed in him already. And, and we don't need anything else to happen for that acceptance, for that assurance. But so often we live in that insecurity of, do we actually have this from God? And what does this actually look like? Or do we have this from others? And if we can remember, like, death no longer has dominion over him. And as we are in him, as we are believers in him, we know that we can be freed in that as well. And that it goes against our nature, right? To right. think about that. And it's challenging and it's difficult. But at the same time, the more we can focus on that, um, the more we can be freed. And and I love that if you read the intro of the book, um, which if you're like me, most of the times you skip that. But <laughs> but I was like, all right, Goliath must fall. Well, he already has fallen. And, and um, he, uh, they talk about how they landed on that name was simply because they wanted to reiterate like, He's fallen, but now he must fall to you as well. Right. And, and you need a shift in that in your mindset. It's that renewing of our mind that transforms our heart. That the, the New Testament tells us we need to do that. And, and I'm so struck, Joe, by, by what you said, because it is, it is a spiritual battle. That, you know, I, I think there's, there's no more clear proof there is an unseen spiritual battle than when we talk about rejection, when we talk about that mind battle that we're having that... Jesus has already defeated the giant, but mm-hmm. we have to remind ourselves every day. We have to, you know, have that reality. And, and, and that's something I'm sure you, you deal with with students a lot of times that they're, they're beating themselves up over those same mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, that's one of the reasons I, I originally got into student ministry was just the, a passion that I had for trying to help students realize that, that God loves them exactly how they are, um, no matter where they're at. And, um, yeah, I mean it's it's a battle you face all the time in student ministry as you're as you're starting um, specifically you know me working with high school students is that they're starting to become their own person for the first time really ever um, and with that there's a lot of doubts a lot of insecurities you're starting to see things in yourself that maybe you didn't know were there um, maybe you love maybe you don't and and so how do you deal with that um, and so just constantly reminding them you know God God loves you He accepts you exactly where you are. And when I tell them that it's a reminder to me as well of that's, that's exactly how he views you too, Christian. Um, and so, um, but yeah, this is a very real, um, real giant in the lives of, of students. And especially he talks a lot about social media. Um, man, I, I'm, so I'm not that much older than a lot of our students, but, uh, it's even worse for them than it was for me when I was in high school. And just this, this idea of comparison and all this, all the things that come with social media um, and the ways that we use it, it has it has very good strengths, but then it also it just feeds into this giant of rejection. How do you approach that with students as you talk to them? Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know if I have a great answer, but um, you just have to constantly remind them that they're not they're not the sum of the value of the likes that they get on an Instagram post. It doesn't matter what you know, they say or do, well, it does matter what they say or do online, but it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter to the extent of like their value. Yeah. Um, and the problem is that's hard because, you know, the society, especially for them tells them, no, it is like, 
how many TikTok followers you have, how many likes you get on Instagram, whatever your Snapchat score is, like those things matter. Um, but you have to remind them that no, they don't like in the long run, they, they're, they're okay. Like it's not an awful thing. I mean, you know, I, I want people to like my Instagram posts. Like that's why I post, but like at the same time, it, it, it doesn't matter in the long run. You find your value in Christ um, and in your acceptance in him, not whatever society tells you your numerical value is. Yeah. You know, one of the ways I like to talk to parents about it and, and help explain it to their kids is um, you talk to their, them about their favorite possessions. So, you know, with the older uh, teens, it might be that new PlayStation 5 and how coveted that was this holiday season. If you know what I'm talking about, you know that you probably refreshed the website like 82 times and still weren't able to get one. Derek's going to start throwing things. Yeah. He's on the board right now. Yeah. But, you know, I think about how this chapter is laid out and how we talk about it. And if you think about it through the PlayStation 5, right, uh, you know, we realized it was created and we realized that the power of the fact that it was created, then then we realized we wanted it. We, we chose that. And then we uh, rescued it. We bring it to ourselves. We have it. And then it becomes something that we we get to live in and that. But for kids, they, you know, they think concretely. They've never thought about how somebody could have viewed them that way. And that's mm-hmm. exactly how God f- views us because God created us. We weren't an accident. We weren't uh, unintentional. We were a product of God's design. And not only are we a product of God's design, but he then chose us. He chose us to be his sons and daughters, and he chooses us to come alongside of him. And he rescues us from our own selves and that sin nature. And then if we understand that, that, then we can shift and begin to live from that acceptance and the assurance that we can have that we are loved by God. And, and that's so powerful. And, you know, they're probably not going to hear it the first time. Maybe they'll hear it by the hundredth time. Uh, <laughs> but it's just that thing to help illustrate to them, you know, you are chosen, you are loved, and you are rescued. There's so many, well, like you said, Joe, Anytime we can affirm that in our kids, in our students, in our spouse, in ourselves, you know, it just needs to sink in from the mind. Because I think, I think a lot of us, we get it mentally. We, we kind of understand, especially we've been around the church for a while. We understand that, that one of the things Louis said was, you are worth Jesus to God. Okay, I get that. I totally understand that I, Jesus died for me and that, that's how much God loves me. And, and, and I get all that. But it's those concrete little examples. I love what you did with the PlayStation because that is so concrete. I get that. I, I respect that and I understand that anytime you have an opportunity to share with kids and with students and with with your spouse and yourself a very applicable way that's what Jesus did he taught in parables he, he, he said here's a field and here's how it relates to you how can we make ourselves aware of those Christian how can we you know be, be thinking that way whenever we're interacting with somebody how can I make this into a biblical lesson that's not cheesy and <laughs> you know but it applies and it's yeah. a reminder for us yeah, I mean, I think I think you touched right on it is that Jesus always spoke in parables and he spoke in stories to make them so relatable. I mean, that was that was because otherwise, you know, the things he said or, or he was talking about, they were so abstract concepts for especially when they already didn't understand what Jesus was there for in the first place. <laughs> right. That's a whole another story. But, um, you know, how. And that's what we do in, in children's and students uh, is to figure out how do we take these these ideas of Jesus and, and these stories we have in the Bible and make them so that they make sense. Um, and, you know, it, it does, you know, because 
because God has created everything. He's created the world that we have. And so, you know, all you need to do is, is begin to look for ways that you can see them play out um, in, in your life. And, and I think you'll be shocked uh, when you begin to open your eyes and see the ways that, that God speaks um, through PS5s. Um, <laughs> he didn't speak to me through my PS5 like that, but that's a good analogy. But, you know, there, there's all kinds of ways that, you know, um, we see him at work that, that we can share that story and not have to, you know, yeah. I don't know. Any final thoughts, Joe? You know, I, I think it's the big thing to just remember that as we're moving forward, as you're processing, as you're thinking about this, that insecurity is not wrong. And, and wondering if you're accepted, all of those, those in and of themselves are not things that you need to feel guilty about. There are going to be moments where you have assurance and you're, you're like, wow, what, where did that person come from? And, and that those moments are good. But those moments where you're questioning yourselves are not moments that you are in the wrong. And in those moments, as they come, just remember that you can step back and look at who your savior is and, and it might take a moment. It's not going to be instant. It's not going to be maybe the same day. And there are seasons where you're going to have that doubt, but that doesn't change who you are. And so if you're going through that right now, if you're feeling that doubt, if you're wondering about your assurance, talk to those around you, talk to those that love you, talk to someone at church, turn to your Bible, but also know that that in and of itself is not a sin. Right, right. You're yeah. not in the wrong because you don't have this and you're fearing rejection and you're not sure. So just, just remember that. I think that's, a, you know, it can come across strong sometimes. Well, you're, you're free in Jesus, right? right. And you're in, we're loved and we're accepted. And, and that's so true, but that doesn't mean that having those doubts. And that was something as a kid, you know, growing up in the church, I had to remind myself of often, like, it's okay to question some of these things and it's okay to wonder or see if I'm truly accepted or should truly be doing all these things. So if you're going through that, just be encouraged, seek those around you, be in conversation, don't go through it alone, but know that it's not in and of itself wrong. Yeah, it, it, uh, that community is, is key. I love what you mm -hmm. said, Joe. And um, as a church, as Kingsway, we want to provide that community, whether it's your kids, uh, conversations with them if they're feeling rejected, whether it's your students, uh, whether it's you, uh, whether it's your spouse, uh, whether it's your neighbor. We want to come alongside you. We want to provide that community. And so we would love to continue this conversation a step further. Uh, feel free to reach out to us individually uh, or as a church, and we will connect with you. Thanks so much for joining us today. And I hope you continue uh, to enjoy this series as Goliath must fall.